you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads Agency. Robust titles and descriptions. We already talked about this a little bit, so we might glaze through this one. But let's look at the slide and see if there's anything that we missed that we should talk about. All right. Product descriptions, sell the transformation. We talked about that yesterday about the transformation between the haves, have nots, and the days and the feels. I want to pause there and just remind everybody your description sells the transformation, it doesn't sell the product. What's different about their life between when they bought it and they didn't? And if you can capture that in the description, then I think you're going to have really powerful product descriptions. Use specifications to tell everything about the product. So here's what's actually really interesting. That one company that we spoke about yesterday that sold the silicone rings, their lead magnet was a printable sheet of paper that showed the ring sizes. And it goes, what they asked you to do is take off, if you wear rings, you would take off your ring and you would place it over the piece of paper and wherever that ring landed, that's the size of silicone ring that you would buy. And the cool part about that is if you downloaded the sizing lead magnet, that went into a remarketing audience inside of both Facebook slash Instagram and Google to remarket to a person to get them to purchase their first order. So there was actually really cool is that was a way to show the size as an example, very creative way to say, well, I'm not sure if I need a small, medium or large because the ring sizes were stretchy. And so sometimes you have like one size too small, one size too big. Um, so they've made this little sizing sheet that you print it out at home, you drop a ring on there. like, I need to order a size medium, large. And then that's what you would order as an example, using imagery to show features. This is not a beer bottle opener. It could stop your hat, even though it's in every single picture on the homepage, people navigate it right to the product page because smart shopping brought them there. So we said, Hey, what if we had kind of an illustration of how it looked. Yvonne does the strategy and direction to the client for Facebook because we don't really run Facebook and Instagram here, but we just, you know, he asked us to kind of give him some pointers. And so Yvonne, you know, was very helpful in giving the instructions on how lifestyle images can help display the material and features in their product ads on Facebook. And then now we're doing also that on Google, but that's something that I think is important. Stock photos, they're good, but there's just a lot of things that I think hopefully you're learning here that can really help be creative in how to sell that product. Google relies on product titles and descriptions to make them machine friendly. Yep, Google specifically for the feed ignores things like alt image text. So that's like something from SEO that won't transfer over into Google. Just a side note there. It's really just that description and title, which is 80 to 90% of what Google's going to use in order to match. And then the rest relies on user engagement. Tip, use Amazon reviews to craft a perfect product description. Yep, that's a great tip. That's from Bohan. That's from one of our YouTube subscribers. It's not even ours. Yeah. He looked at the what people say about his products. And then, you know, semantic architecture is so important. The way people speak, if you can kind of get a sense as to what that is, then you're closer to connecting with them. And so when people are writing reviews about your product, use the reviews in order to influence the description of the product. And you're going to get closer to what your customer thinks about it than if you just do it sterile. So I thought that was a really good tip. A good description can be repurposed for other product pages as well as for your ads. Yeah, absolutely. That's also going to be having a good ad relevancy and landing page experience. When you have a good description, you can bid on that keyword. You can put feature that keyword in your ad. And then also it's found on your page. So congruency is key. And I think that's something that we probably didn't touch upon a lot, but consistency and congruency is very much overlooked. And Google is using quality score to make sure you follow those rules. If again, I'm going to use my red shoe just because it works for everything. You type in red shoe and your ad says red shoe and you send them to a product page with a red shoe that says red shoe. That's the congruency there and then keep that consistency throughout your site. So make sure that congruency is going to say ad relevancy is a keyword in the ad. That's your ad relevancy score. And then you have landing page experience. Is your landing page also featuring the same content that's in the ad that is also part of your same keyword? Expect to click the rates more on bids and budgets. So it's not something that's really particular about e-commerce, but expect to click the rate is, you know, are you 
placing yourself high enough in the page and are you paying Google enough to, for them to reward you essentially. But all those, those factors are, are all giving you a better quality score. And the better you can make that congruency, the more traffic you'll get for the same daily budget. Live chat. John figured this out. It was brilliant. We had a client whose conversions were suffering. He threw live chat only on the checkout page. And I, John, was it only for that product or was it just checkout page, page one? No, it was checkout page site-wide. Yeah. Every, yeah. Any product. And what happened is people told us why they weren't buying. And this has happened a couple of times since. We had a client, this isn't e-commerce per se. They sold continue education for nurses. And there's a two-step purchase process. They have to first sign up so they can see all the courses. And then they have to buy a course. Well, a bunch of people were signing up when we were driving traffic to it. We thought conversions were great. Nobody was buying the course through live chat on the page. And the number one question, is this online or in person? And we realized, oh, the client didn't put that in the product description. That's helpful information. Add that improves purchase procedure. So live chat is not scalable. I understand that. It's a pain in the hindquarters to man or to woman. It needs to be a diagnostic tool, if anything else. What I would use as a diagnostic tool, do I have to pay for shipping? How long does it take to arrive? Do you give a refund or store credit? You know, all of those things that possibly may be assuming on your end are really questionable on their end that they don't know because you might be the fourth website they looked at in the last 15 minutes. So they're not going to learn your value proposition, your unique selling proposition, all of the features of your brand right up front. They're just going to look at the product and say, yeah, I like that. And then that's going to be the decision to see if they want to add to the cart. And then the secondary thoughts come in. Oh, what if, or how come, or what should I do? Or, you know, whatever it may be. And that's something that my wife, she shops online a lot because we have two small kids. One's two years old. So it's hard to like go to a store and try something on. So she shops online a lot and she only buys from places that would give her a full refund rather than store credit. Cause she doesn't like it. She doesn't want to have to buy something else from that store. And so she'll look and see, do they have a refund? If not, then she'll chat in like, Hey, what happens? I've seen that firsthand with even just my wife. And I kind of pay attention to what her shopping habits are so I can identify how could that help our clients. And so this is something I think that was really, really beneficial. So if you'd like to give it a shot, it's hundred percent free forever until you want to hire someone to do it for you. So I would recommend that. Facebook has a messenger feature add on through Shopify app store too. Yep. Attaches right to your merchant messenger app. That's a great idea. Interestingly enough, for whatever reason, a good, I would say a majority of our clients don't use Facebook at all. So just because they don't necessarily have the manpower or they don't like opening up that type of conversational channel. So if that's something that you're not using Facebook Messenger on and you still want to try this, this could be a good alternative. But Robin, I, I agree. That's a great idea. Or to say one thing about the chat. I've been looking to talk to you, by the way, John, I think we should use it for ourselves. I like it. When we drive traffic to your site and the site doesn't convert, the paid traffic agency doesn't have much in the way of diagnostic tools, generally speaking. Really, my opinion is, and I don't necessarily voice this to customers, but I'm like, oh, they didn't want what you got. You know, I mean, they saw the ad, they clicked on it, they went there and they didn't buy. That to me is a pretty solid indicator that, they, that we weren't necessarily the right product market fit. Adding chat or other engagement tools gives you the opportunity to figure out why. Sometimes it's a tweak. If they're asking questions like, you know, is this faux leather or real leather? Do you offer free returns? Things like what John's saying that helps you optimize to a conversion event and get to a position where paid traffic actually works. You're shoring up your leaky bucket. And then you want to create content around that. Right. So there's a secondary action after you diagnosed is now that you've diagnosed rather than treating the symptom, you go after the cause. The reason for the diagnosis was they didn't have this information. You were able to supplement that information on chat, but now take those questions and add that to your product pages, your descriptions, maybe supportive imagery, maybe possibly a video explanation, like how this works, whatever it may be. You want to start to have that cause become more frequent. So you're diagnosing that cause, not necessarily a symptom. Symptom is they had a question. The cause was because it wasn't on your website to begin with. That's why they had the question. 
So using those chats, and you don't have to do it forever. You can do it until possibly now you're like, hey, people just don't chat in and everything looks good. Fine, take it off. But you want to supplement that now by creating content or imagery or video, whatever it may be, any type of media to then place that at least high up on the page that majority of people are going to see. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com. S-O-L, the number eight, dot com.